Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I am your host, Arthur, and with me as always is my wonderful co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, living, I decorated my room a little bit for Halloween, and so I got some lights on. Oh, dear. Uh, gonna be slowly watching the sunset through my window. Um, I mean, it's like 90% already set, though. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, but, at uh, this point, it's, it's over. Yeah, so... Uh, doing good i'm doing good and you yeah i'm also doing good i'm always glad to hear that you're doing good as well i know you're busy with school and work and all that nonsense right now so trying to get an episode out could be a quite a pain in the badonkadonk right now but we're still out here trying to grind an episode out for for the listeners you know which we got to do it everybody wants the fridge okay and they're gonna get the content they deserve god damn it yes sir yes sir let's fucking do it then dude speak your truth in this fucking episode, what we're going to do is give you our impressions of the fall season. We're in it now, fall 2021. And then afterwards, you know, for as Brian said, it is seasonal time for Spooktober. We're going to do a review of Perfect Blue. And oh, yeah, we got some things to say about Perfect Blue. Would you agree, Brian? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's weird because I feel like sometimes thrillers can be more scary than fucking horror movies. Oh, absolutely. Shit. Absolutely. It's so weird because, like, I feel like you wouldn't consider this horror, but I feel like out of, like, you know, like, watching, like, School Days, Higurashi, like, all this shit. We, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Joker, I feel like right? this is, like... I think we... we yeah, we, like, we, Joker we, was we super that. unsettling. Yeah. So, sometimes I feel like thrillers are, like, the true horror genre. Because sometimes horror is just gore and jump scares. Exactly. It's because they're so real, and it's just, like, it, it hits close to home, I guess. Yeah. In some way. <laughs> it just so fucking unsettling well let's save that for when we get to perfect blue the review but before that let's get into our fall impressions i believe um just jump right into it brian okay what have you been watching what have you watched uh you know just give us your rundown real quick so the three that i watched were talked op destiny um haiki monogatari and maruko-chan um i only watched two episodes because i think only two were available for uh I think I think Haiki has like six episodes out, but I think for Takto P and Maruko Chan, I think they only had two, and the third one just recently came out, but I haven't watched it yet. You're absolutely right. Um, Haiki has five, and then Takto P came out today, so yeah, you're fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so definitely in that. Um, it's weird because Haiki is low key. <laughs> it's super good. Um, oh, spoiler yeah. alert, but uh, <laughs> but I wonder why that one came out early, and then um. Today, another anime is coming out. Um, fucking, uh, what came out today? Um, I'm not exactly... It's a big anticipated title. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to scroll through here real quick, but I have no idea. Um, is it an OVA? Oh, let me look. ONA or something? No, it's, it's, uh, it's big. It's huge. It's huge. Um. Really? Yeah. What is it? Fuck. Um, I know. Like... Oh, where is it? Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, same, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing any date, none of that. None. Ah, oh, fuck. Well, let me look at my... Let me look at my sources real if quick. If you mean... It's uh, a big, it, do you mean Komi-san yeah? can communicate? Komi-san can communicate? No. Because no. that came... That is not, it's supposed to come out on Netflix, right? We mentioned that last time, but... For some yeah. reason, they haven't released it. And I think they're going to release it on October 20th or something. So it's very unusual when they're going to release it, which is already out in Japan. So it's like, I wonder why they're doing that this time around. 
Yeah. Don't understand. Uh, I can't remember. Like, I thought it was, like, pretty, like, oh, shit, that's coming out today. I thought it was pretty weird, but I guess I can't remember, so. Guess not. Yeah, but fuck, what is it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we can just move on. Let's just move on for now. If you find it, drop the episode and mention it. I'll look for it, too, trying to find it, but right now, I'm seeing absolutely nothing on it, boss. Damn. All right, well... I'll tell you what I watched, I guess, real quick. Um, I watched one episode of Komi-san Can't Communicate. I watched Takto P. And I watched the uh, Demon Slayer, of course. Episode 2 is out. I watched the uh, My Senpai is Annoying. That one's a good one so far. And let's see. Yeah, Heike Monogatari. And this is a long title. It's Can I Make Your Ears Happy in 182nd, which is, um, of course, the ASMR anime that came out. Could I not in your ear? Pretty much. And then the third <laughs> season of Yuki Yuna is a hero. And I'm also watching Tawawa on Monday, which is the third season of that as well, which is just pretty much a big tit to the OVA. Whoa. Hey, whoa, whoa. Yes. Okay. What do you want to talk about first, Brian? Should I talk about the shows? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Takto P. Let's go. Takto P, Meruku, and... Uh... Okay, well, yeah, I'm with you on Tactopi. I have not watched. Oh, Mob! Mob! It's Mob. Is, doesn't Mob come out today? You're absolutely wrong, Brian. Mob Psycho 100 got announced today for a third season. Wait, it was just an announcement? It was just an announcement, man. Today was just a big announcement that is greenlit for the third and final season. I, but I, I thought everybody knew that. That's bullshit. Oh, no one knew that. I remember Brian. there was a countdown nope. where it kept going 98, 99, and today was 100, wasn't it? No, um, I don't know, but maybe that was a countdown to the announcement. But no, it was never oh, confirmed. Stupid. I thought dude. it was coming out. No, never confirmed for the longest time. Everybody thought it was over. Go read the manga, and that's what I did. And then you know, I think I mentioned this before too. I feel like um, a whole third season for the last part of the manga is maybe too much. Cause it's pretty. It's gonna. It ends pretty quick. I think about. Is it almost over? No, it's over. The manga's over. So the next season is going to be the ending of Mob Psycho. So if any time I'd ought to get into it, it's now. Like, it's going to be there, done. It's better than One Punch Man. It's such a great shonen where the character actually grows. And, you know, quickly, too. Not just like, you know, Naruto, 800 episodes, and he finally grows. This is, it's a good one. Well, Naruto doesn't even grow. He just stays the same. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Wait, so what, okay, so on another note, what are they doing for Hunter Hunter... 10, 10 year anniversary um they're gonna continue the hiatus to celebrate because <laughs> <laughs> i see here unveils 10th anniversary visual um action adventure anime series did it is it just literally this photo of them with like the 10 years and going in a kilo wallet just holding up this 10 is that it probably man i mean if they're gonna do anything it'd stupid. probably be cares? a fucking movie or something if they announce a mobile game i'll get pissed i mean seriously why no, I don't. Uh, we can get Kilua naked. I'm not because okay, I don't want because I, I know I, I know I'll play it. Naked. I know I'll play it and, and I, I'm done. Too many gacha <laughs> games. Too many gachas. We can get Hisuka naked. Hisuka wet naked. Hisuka's butt cheeks. Hisuka's uh, his bungee um, gum edition hair down. Bungee gum thong <laughs> edition. All right, calm down. All the different naked version of Hisuka. I saw like the sword art online version of the fucking uh, gotcha game yeah and uh i don't know i feel like it's gonna be like trash i don't know it's like 
I remember I mentioned a thing about Genshin, and it has sort of has the same problem where I hate that you have to roll for weapons sometimes. That pisses me off, and Sword Art has that problem too. It's not. Really? I think uh, Sword Art is much worse where you need to get the weapons. Like, you know, Genshin, if you have them, it helps a lot and you get more damage. But I know Sword Art, you pretty much need them. And no, fuck, fuck that, dude. I want to roll for just servants, and that's it. Yeah, nobody wants to roll for fucking weapons. It's so. Unless you're a whale, but I mean, come on. But even like if you're a whale, you don't want to spend your money on weapons. That's true. I, I think they do because they have to, I guess. But anyway, shall we get into Tacto P Destiny, Brian? Uh, yeah. Okay, so episode one or two. What'd you think? Impressions, all that. This is done by Studio Madhouse and Studio Mappa, which is what caught Ian, uh, Brian's eyeballs, of course. And it's an yeah. original. It's uh, genres are action and fantasy. And the theme is uh, music, which, uh, like I said before, it's where they have uh. they have themes now. Which is very odd, but yeah. All right, Brian, what do you think about this show going in? Uh, this is pretentious shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, that's what I'm kind of scared of that it's gonna like uh devolve to. Okay. Yeah. But um, I mean, honestly, the first episode was pretty good. I mean, they kind of like introduced a world where Colette is like a fucking like I don't know what she is, but she's kind of. Uh, robotic. She kind of. I wonder if she has the same voice actress as the, as a voice actress who plays um, the deadpan lolly from Monogatari. It sounds like her, but I no, don't think it is. It's not her. Maybe. No. No. But um, so we have Colette, right? And she's a, uh, Cosette. I think maybe her name's Cosette. I don't know. But uh, yeah. you know. And then you have the guy. He's kind of pretentious as fuck. Oh yeah, he's definitely he, pretentious. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of don't like him. Hopefully, like, I'm kind of scared that it's going to be, like, that one anime where the dude uh, loses his mom and um, he was, like, a piano player. And he finds, like, this, like, girl who's, like, playing, like, I don't know, some flu in the playground. What anime is that? Wait. Oh, you raced? No. Wait, see that again? <laughs> I don't... Okay, so this dude, he plays piano, right? Okay. And then apparently he doesn't perform no more because his oh, mom died or he like has some April. sort of trauma. Yeah, you're lying in April. I feel like gotcha. that's like the most like pretentious incel shit ever. <laughs> and hopefully, oh no, this doesn't like devolve to that. But I mean, it has the potential because I hate the uh, I hate how angsty he is. But in the second episode, he was way better because he actually did show up. He wasn't like super angsty, but I just hope because I feel like I don't know. Sometimes it's like music shit. I feel like it gets like really like pretentious and shit. And so, yeah, um, I, I I can agree with that. It's like. If if you yeah, his main character uh, like, you know, I get why he hates you know the the person he's with because you know, it resembles a childhood friend blah 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 you know she has no emotion he's all mad I'm edgy I'm mad at everything I yeah. want to play a piano leave me alone I want to play a piano on this fucking window over and over again yeah. it's like okay dude like you know we're trying to save the world here I guess I, I don't know what the world is yet you know it, it seems like it's just like anti music world kind of you know yeah it, it's very odd it's it's the uh the quiet place anime edition uh yeah jazz edition it's like jazz edition yeah like, <laughs> uh, sponsored by lucio but i i, I don't know like I, i'm liking it i guess me too like i think the art style looks great it. you know like yeah definitely looks the animation great. is great it's all so far good the voice acting is good you know it seems like they have everybody so far seems to be very you know one-dimensional you have the girl that, you know, Anna, she's talking. No one listens to her. Oh, listen to me. 
That's been her joke. Yeah. And then you got to, you know, he's tagged as a fucking edgelord. And then Destiny just, I need food, 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 food. I need food, sweets. So, um, yeah. Maybe when they introduce the other characters, I think they're going to get into some kind of tournament, it seems like, right? And I don't know. What are they going to do there? They're going to adjust. The, they're going to tune her. It's like, what's happening? Yeah. I don't know yet. It could get good. And I think it might. It's an original. So. I don't think we're gonna oh, really? end. Yeah, so I don't think we're gonna end in a cliffhanger, like you know, a manga bait or light novel bait. So I think we're gonna get in. It's gonna either end really well, or it's gonna end, you know, stupid as hell. So it's, it's gonna be. Is it too core? Uh, I'm seeing right here that it's not confirmed. Or well, I guess we'll see later on if there's if it ends in like in a cliffhanger for like the second season or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I think so far it's okay. I mean, I I can feel it. I can feel. I mean, I can, I don't feel. I can see it like being like good in the beginning and then slowly like going to shit. You know. Yes. Kind of like I'm, uh, I'm getting that God vibe. of High School. Yeah. Or whatever. Oh yeah, true. Like because because God of High School it was fucking beast for like fucking three episodes and then I don't know what the fuck happened there. Yeah. It, they, but yeah, I think yeah. I think there's promise because I don't completely hate talk to whatever Ashana. I just barely. They called that girl Destiny here, but I thought her name was Cassette, and so it's I think Des- talked OP. Who's OP then? Uh, the car. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I do like talk. I do like Destiny. I kind of like Cassette more in the second episode where she's like more human, yes. instead of just being like, just like so deadpan, the, and like robotic. Of course, the whatever. ideal Japanese girl, right? Yeah, and so. And then Anna, I feel like she like I feel like her problem is that for being the straight woman, she doesn't have glasses. She hasn't learned nothing from fucking Kintama. She needs glasses if she's gonna be the straight woman. How dare and she? So, because I feel like that's a, that's essentially her fucking role, where like she has to, like, like get everybody together and like you know serve the punchline to the jokes. And I mean, she's all right. She's okay. She's fine. And we have only three, like you said, just three characters so far. We're gonna get episode two barely. I think. Episode three is out today. I'm gonna after this recording, I'm gonna probably go out and watch it, and then see what, yeah. see what we got. And you know, if it really bugs us, we, we might not continue. But I think for now, we should continue this one because yeah, I think I, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like Sagan, like the head of the military or whatever organization, government. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely gonna be a villain oh, later man, on. Yeah. I feel like I don't know why they give him already like big villain vibes, like not even hiding it. Yeah. Um. But I feel like he's going to be a villain. Um, I thought the... Okay, the only thing that bugged me in episode 1 and 2 is first that talked. He fucking like put everybody's life in danger playing music in front of everybody oh, yeah. even though he knew he was going to summon it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Even like, hey, let me show you this. Oh like, my God. Even like... Because he knew he could be like the monster or whatever. Right. But uh, but like, what if somebody accidentally died? I don't know. I feel like Talked was like really reckless in doing that. Like for trying to be so badass and angsty or whatever yeah it then, was definitely a shock factor for like the the audience us you know trying like oh look and the monster come out of nowhere and then this cute blonde girl just deflects him like nothing it's like oh man. yeah but yeah it was kind of it was, it was kind of weird yeah like, you're right and then on the second episode when they're playing the festival like why didn't the government know that the fucking aliens or creatures would attack if everybody's held playing music i feel like they already knew like they already knew about the world why did they get like 
like like shit on so bad i don't know it, it makes sense to me it, it doesn't make sense because also in episode um one at the end of it when they clear up all the monsters like okay we can now pay the jukebox everything cleared out how the fuck do they know it's all cleared out you like exactly you, yeah it's yeah. weird yeah <laughs> it's so strange it, i feel like they're already breaking the rules because like the government's like oh yeah we're gonna throw this big party festival car- carnival <laughs> yeah. or whatever we've been doing it across the country uh, and like, is this like supposed to be the first time that they're gonna get attacked? I feel like they would have been attacked every single where they, like, if it's such a problem where like humanity has like regressed to like, like being sheltered, like how do they not know? You know exactly, yeah. And so it's it's just so weird. I didn't. And then like, so do you think that Cassette died, and that she's like a zombie in uh, episode one? Oh man, yeah. I feel you know. I feel like maybe. And then at the end, or is she a robot? It's or so was the connection between him losing, like you know, he him being like the quote unquote like maestro or like whatever the fuck, and then Cosette's the, uh, I don't know, I guess she's the instrument. The instrument, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like it's it's just it's so it, it's a it looks good, I guess. I don't know, like I think that's all I'm getting from it. Like, oh, this looks cool, and his arm comes off, she powers up, turns into a kind of. Fucking, uh, you know, from what's his face from Fate Grand Order, uh, and he's like, you know, it, I don't I'll know. What, what, what are they gonna do? I don't know yet. But I feel like maybe there's gonna be some kind of connection later on when he can probably bring her back from you know being robot girl back to her normal one or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the arm coming off is like such a like a big gimmick or whatever. Oh yeah, big time. It's such a <laughs> yeah. Like it looks kind of forced or like kind of like trying to mean, like be like super aesthetic like oh he loses his arm and he like i don't know like it's just weird you know yeah he's trying to kind of because it like... seems like he has both arms before he like does the instruments yeah it just you know okay his arm got crushed so how are we gonna face this it's just chop it off and now it's fixed i i guess i don't know yeah but didn't he have both arms when he was playing the piano and shit well yeah but yeah i guess you're right that's weird i don't know because like but also we have Sorry, random burp. But we haven't seen the, um, what should I call it? We haven't seen the next episode, so you know maybe they like uh, they um, they explain it more. But yeah, I I hope so. Like or maybe the power in his arm transfers to her. I don't know, something like that possibly. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. But for now, yeah, we'll so, keep watching it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I feel like today's game is like we're gonna keep injecting this. Or are we going to eject? And uh, I feel like this is going to be an inject for me. Oh, you want to make new words for the podcast. Okay, I like it. Let's inject. Okay. Yeah. And I I guess we can move on to our next one, which is uh, Meiroku-chan. Okay, Brian, I have a confession. I did not watch this. I. Uh, you slut. I know. I did not watch it. I totally forgot to. And, yeah, so it's going to be all on you, man. It's going to be whether you want to watch it or not. So... Give us your impressions okay, well, I'll and carry, all that. I'll carry this. Carry bitch. me. Okay, so Madoku Chan, it's uh honestly I have no idea what to think about it. Oh. Uh it's like it's weird because I feel like I don't know if it's a studio or like source material. I don't know what it is a source material. Okay, well okay. Well let's bring that let's break it down. Okay, so it's uh okay. um it's from a manga. Our favorite studio, Pashone. <laughs> um funded by Giorno Giovanna. Oh, shit. And then... Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a manga, and then the genres are comedy, horror, horror and uh, supernatural. 
Okay. And um, so let me break it down for you for like episode one. All right. So episode one, um, you get introduced to Miko, the main character. And uh, I mean, she's just like kind of your regular like uh, high school girl. Right. And um, she's just living her life. But like when she goes to a bus stop, um, for some reason, she, she's starting to see ghosts. And um, <laughs> it's pretty funny because like right now, like she's like totally, totally like ignoring the shit out of her because like ghosts would pop up and like, could you see me? <laughs> could you see me? And then she just like stays there frozen and like was like eyes like I mean tears in her eyes and just like tries to ignore it at all. Oh, okay, and, like, yeah. And then she's like, "Oh shit, I don't know what happened." Like you know, like I, I I've never this never happened to me before. <laughs> um, and so essentially that's what happens for episode one and two. Um, I mean the beginning of the episode one, she she has this charm, right? Which I think is what was a rela- it's related to her, like all this supernatural thing. Okay. Uh, she has like uh like a weird charm that like, kind of looks like. Um, it kind of looks like a doll, but like kind of like you know, imagine like a horror doll, shit like that. Yeah, and uh, it's her charm on her backpack, right? And so that's why she uh. stayed late after school because she left school, but she went to go back to get it, and um, and yeah, then after after she got it back, that's when she started seeing all these ghosts, and um, and so essentially that's what happened in episode one and two. Uh, nothing really. I think episode two is just kind of weird. Like nothing really happens. It's just like the continuation of episode one yeah um but yeah it's like really lewd um oh, <laughs> episode one like there's like a million butt shots of miko like i feel like they try to like um oh like, really squeeze it in like every wow. like 10 seconds yeah there's a lot like <laughs> it was kind of too much it doesn't seem edgy here and i'm then, surprised uh, though okay no it's edgy bro wow. like there's a especially with a uh, hana whatever her orange hair friend okay yeah i can see that happening big time yeah i feel like why do they do that like um because i feel like it's a similar character to um is, is she like an idiot girl type? From kill a kill oh, yeah. okay yeah that's she's like the the genki girl that gets lewd huh okay yeah 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 she's like more busty or whatever oh man and um and so she gets looted a lot um but but yeah i mean so far that's like essentially what happened i mean it's pretty funny um uh yeah, I th- I thought it was funny. I mean, hopefully, like the like the whole like gag where like she's not pretending to see the ghost so far. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Um, it doesn't continue. I mean, I'm gonna see what's episode three, but uh, I mean, so far it's funny. It's not bad. Um, Miku's really likable as a protagonist, and um, Hano's okay. We haven't met uh Yuria. She's kind of like she's kind of mean, the blonde headed girl. Oh yeah, okay, I can see that. Like like yeah. a Susan so she's just. Yeah, like assume that it. Well, she hasn't had any lines, but like, um, okay, she's just kind of been like there in the background. Like she, um, Miko was walking on the hall with Hana, then Yuria just like pushes her away. You know, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Was what's that bitch's problem?" But like, since we see her in the fucking poster, you know, we know that she's gonna be part of the story, and then her design, obviously. Yeah. But um, I mean, aside for that, it was like really uneventful. But I thought it was like a good, um, like. I mean, like, it's something to turn your brain off to. Like, okay. it's a comedy. I think it's more comedy than horror. Yeah, the way you make it sound like, but, for uh, sure, it sounds like it would be because she's ignoring all the horror stuff, and I can see that being funnier <laughs> than it is scary. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it is really funny, and, like, there's, I mean, there's not a lot of jump scares. Like, I think at first when you see the face, like, the whole, like the way that you draw the ghost, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then after that, like, it kind of loses, like, its, its effect on you. 
Well, like, and, what do you think about the art and animation? Do you think it works, or is it kind of like a Junji Ito effect? Because I'm seeing, like, some manga panels here on Google, and it's much scarier on the manga. Like, it's so creepy, and, like, you know, of course, I think black and white just does horror better anyway. And then just adding color. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, what do you think about that kind of, like, is the art style good? It's Studio Passione. It's not the best of the studios, you know? Uh, are they doing okay with this? Because, like... The, the art style I think they're doing okay hey go ahead no sorry you go so like the art style feels like a cheap hentai from what i'm seeing here like it really like it's just the character design look like you know hentai characters just because like really yeah like in the manga i feel like they're more alive i guess because they look more unique like i've seen those character designs a lot of places these characters right here especially miko the main girl she's like a generic hentai character it's absurd and then in the manga here, oh. she looks legit terrified, and it looks very adorable. I don't know. Like, are you saying that in the anime she looks adorable in the? No, the art and in the manga. The art in the manga looks adorable and creepy. It's like it's good at doing both. Like, it's good at making her look really cute and her friends, and then the monsters look insanely creepy in the manga. And then, yeah, it seems like the anime is not really doing a good job of that. I, I'm seeing a hentai girl well, with like you know these not so creepy beasts, I guess. Well, we might be seeing, like, the best of the manga in, like, in the images right here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, because we, we've only really seen, um... Oh, shit, I clicked on one of the types. I mean, t- uh, links. <laughs> I mean, we've only seen one type of, uh... Because, like, the, 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 the ghosts that keep popping up all kind of look the same, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, um, we haven't really had, like, a variety. Like, some of these, like... It actually does look hella scary. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it looks like Kigurashi, you know. I think, I feel like the character designs look very similar and like, well, um, I mean, maybe Higurashi looked like a cheap hentai as well. Well, no, but, um, no, because Higurashi was done by the same creator that did the Monogatari series. Like, it's so, it's distinct. Like, this is not. But you don't think they share like, like, like similarities in like the way they're animated? Not like, one bit. Character designs? Well, like, the way they're animated, I don't know. I haven't seen the move yet, but the art I'm seeing here in the cover photos and some of the pictures, I feel like no, because if you look at the Higurashi, they all look like freaking Monogatari characters. Mm. Right. Well, I mean, the animation, I mean, it's not bad. Okay. It's not great either. Is it, and okay. then the characters, I mean. Yeah, is it better than Higurashi? Like, that's the real question there. Is it better than Higurashi? The characters? No. no. Like, I think the, ca- the character designs look better in uh, Higurashi. Well, I mean, how, how it moves, but, I guess, um, is what I meant to ask. Does it oh, move? how it moves. I think it's same. I think it's, like, the I've, same quality, I, I'd guess. Okay, so it's, you know, it works. You know, as long as the story is good, yeah. I, can, I can probably sit through it. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. And so, I think it's probably going to be etchy. No, I think that, that might be why, like, uh... Uh, it looks like a cheap hentai. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, p- p- perhaps, perhaps. Because it is really edgy. I mean, I don't know. It's weird because, like, yeah, honestly, I kind of, <laughs> I think, kind of think about it. It kind of does remind me of cheap hentai because, um, yeah. In the second episode, uh, we have ghost that latches onto Hana, <laughs> and it's kind of like very tentacle esque or whatever. Oh, nice. And then, um, and then, so Miko's trying to like trying to like to not see it so I can go away from Hana. Oh. But uh, Hana follows her to the nursing room, and um, and then like they, you know, they have 
they have like her their entire scene there or whatever yeah and then uh the the nurse comes out and <laughs> and then i guess like the monsters saw her as like more like you know like <laughs> um like i don't know like i don't i guess i don't know how to phrase right. it but like <laughs> you know like like porny right oh, okay so like you know well and down and so like the the monster goes over to the nurse and then and then miko and hana just leave wow and so i don't know maybe maybe it is kind of cheap anti vibes we'll see we'll definitely see um i feel like it can go either way kind of like like talk to op okay but i thought it was funny Okay, as long as it, it's a little okay. too edgy. As long as it was funny, I guess it's put. It's supposed to be funny, and it's working for you. So, would you pass it? Are, are yeah. you gonna inject it or reject it, Brian? I'll probably inject it for a little bit longer. You know, maybe a little, little, little like squeeze of the plunger, not too much. Okay. Because I feel like it can go down pretty hill, but uh, but so far I thought it was funny. I think in episode three, if they continue the same gag without like progressing it. It's going to get stale real fast. Okay. Then for now, I will not watch it until you tell me to watch it. You'd be like, yes, I'll pass this, and then I'll I'll be on my way to pass it. Because if it doesn't pass, we can always um, watch uh, Komi-san Can't Communicate instead. Because that's one show that I do want to watch. Okay. Okay. So if you don't like it, we can always back up with Komi-san anyway. A more popular show. Yeah. Anyhow, so. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Then let's move on to... Uh, the best anime of the decade already, maybe? Just kidding. <laughs> Whoa, chill, bro. No, I'm kidding. All right. So this one is uh, Heike Monogatari. So this is done by, of course, Science Saru. If I didn't hype it enough last episode, this um, is also sort of, it's a book. So not light novel, no bullshit. And the theme is historical. And it's licensed by Funimation, which, you know... It's starting to get real hard to not get a Funimation account, isn't it? Because everything's just Funimation, man. Um, Fucking hell. It's so annoying, bro. Like, I hate... Because Meruko-chan is also on Funimation, and so it makes it really hard. Yeah, a lot of shows are on Funimation. I know my senpai's annoying is on Funimation. So I really hope with this merger now, they hurry up and put everything on Verve again. Like, put Funimation on Verve like they did before. That'd be so nice. Just... Give me one spot to watch everything. And now, if they want me to pay 15 bucks for that, I'd pay for it. Fuck it, dude. I'm done. But. Yeah? No, okay. No. Well, how do you watch Funimation shit? Well, you gotta pirate it, I guess. No other way. And sometimes Hulu gets it. Sometimes yeah, Hulu. sometimes Hulu. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. But, okay. Anyway, let's get back into this show. Hey, Kimonogatari. It is, as you guys know, directed by Yamada Naoko, which is an absolute beast and a god. She's an she's a monster when it comes to anime. As you guys know, she has done nothing but great things with uh Hibiki Euphonium. Anything Kyoani did, that's amazing. She has touched a little bit of episode directing, key animations and some things, whole on directings like uh San Euphonium. Point is she's great. And another point is it's done by science Saru, like i said which is another great anime studio which is pretty much masaki yuasa studio which he has done nothing but amazing works brian has seen um oh my goodness um keep your hands off azekin that's what it was and i'll oh, keep your hands off Isaacin. right and she and ping pong animation devil man cry baby all good shows nothing but good shows from masaki yuasa so her coming to this studio was great news i thought it was you know, I was a little bit worried why she left Funimation, but I want to be positive about it and say it was, you know, she wanted to move on. And I think that's okay. So. And I think she's already doing a great job. 
No, no doubt, dude. No doubt. As a female director, it's you know it's rare. First of all, I think the last show we watched that was female director was um, what was that show, Brian? With the remember the whole sex thing with the teenage girls? Oh, school days? No, no, no. It was um, it was a recent, not not recent. Came out, I think, two years ago or a year ago, perhaps. Oh, man, I have to try to find it. But it's, you know, with a teenager that loves trains and he had, like, my neighbor Boboro. And. Oh, uh, fucking uh, um, Our Maidens and Savage Season. Thank you. Yeah. That was the last female director I think we watched. So. <laughs> bro, honestly, bro, I feel like the best anime comes from women. I like dead ass. Well, I, I would like, say a lot of manga as well, but. I wouldn't say anime feel like, because it's just so rare. Yeah, well, I feel like when they do have the chance, like, they hella knock it out of the park. You know, like, obviously, the biggest one is Full Metal Alchemist. That wasn't a female, um, though, you know? Yeah, she read it. Well, isn't, isn't it a female mangaka? The mangaka, but you said anime, so my bad, my bad. Okay, but she wrote the story, though. Yes, of course, of course. You're right, you're right. And then the one that, the popular version of, like, uh, Full Metal Alchemist is the one that's faithful to the manga that's true um but yeah i just feel like fruits women basket, just fucking knock it out of the park I mean, come on fruits basket fucking doro hedoro i feel like doro hedoro is so fucking underrated like uh, it pisses me off man because i feel like i recommend it a lot but nobody wants to fucking watch it and so everybody can go fuck themselves should we blame netflix for but, this uh, one you think for doro hedoro yeah yeah i feel like it's definitely not advertised enough like i feel like nobody has heard of it yeah i think if Crunchyroll Funimation had it they would have put it everywhere they would have plastered that motherfucker everywhere Cause even right now during Halloween, like I don't even see it like recommended. Yeah, man. And like I've been rewatching it, and that shit still holds up to this day. You watch the OVAs yet? Um, there's OVAs. I think there's six of them, right? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't watched them myself. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I know they came out. Oh, I. I don't know, but I feel like most of the time, like a lot of the shit, like women produce some god tier shit. Absolutely, dude. Fucking Demon Slayer, fucking uh. I don't know, a lot of shit. Wait, Demon Slayer Anyways. was not a woman. Yeah, I think it is. Is it? No way. Demon Slayer's mangaka is a woman. Stop. You gotta look this up. Okay, I'll look it up. You talk about the show yeah. real quick while I look this up. But yeah, so Haiki Monogatari um, is really tradi- is traditionally drawn. Um, what? I think it's like historical fiction, would you say? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we went through a license for by Funimation's Science Saru book, um, but yeah, like definitely it's um it's really great. I really like the animation style, not the art style, because it's like it, it's kind of like it takes a lot from like traditional. What well, I think, from my understanding of traditional like Japanese art. Oh yeah, and um, it's just really solid. The first episode, um, so it starts off with Biwa and her parent. Yeah, her dad. Her dad. And apparently, um, okay, so I'm kind of confused on, on the fucking, uh, on the whole like, Haike, like, are they good people or are they bad people? Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I think because so. a little part, part, but apparently, um, when B1 and her dad were like, take like going somewhere, I don't exactly know where, uh, they see some little boys in red, and um, they're running towards this house and they like you know get the guards or whatever and they end up killing them for talking bad about the Haiki family yep and then um hi uh biwa talks shit <laughs> i mean doesn't talk shit but she just mainly says that what they're doing is wrong it's like super like 
messed up that they're just killing people just for like you know just having like just for like saying something you know they didn't really do anything they just said that they didn't like him or whatever that's it yeah yeah and her father stepped in and like hey please don't kill Biwa like I'll I'll teach her and like I'll you know like uh make sure that she minds herself and then it's like oh if you're gonna take responsibility for her you'll take her punishment and then uh he dies yeah he gets and so and so I don't know how Biwa makes it but somehow she goes to the estate and she's just like playing her musical because she loves playing her instrument yeah and then um i think his name is uh shigemori shigemori um he's one of the sons of the haiki family and he's often known as a conscious because i feel like the haikis are like loki like hella fucked up like they're like a really powerful um family like i think they were saying that they control like 50 percent of like the like like 50 percent of the states it's you a know? lot dude yeah. like they're like yeah, the elected officials, and so like they're a really powerful family. Yes, and so they don't give a shit about anybody, and they kind of they're kind of like really cocky that way. Yeah, but you have Shigemori, who's like really nice, and um, uh, like um, okay, so they have a thing about eyes too. I didn't mention yeah, it. Yeah, Bibi was heterochromia, but, um, right? Yeah, heterochromia. Yeah, but so does Shigemori, and then that was important. But guess, in this yeah. instance, if they have uh, if they have this heterochromia, what you said? Yeah. Yeah, so um, if they have this head of Moria, they have powers like Shigemori can see the dead and then Biwa can see the future. Yes. And so uh, Shigemori sees that uh, that her dad just passed and that um, and like the whole situation, like the dad tells her the whole situation. So he takes care of her and uh, introduces her to uh, um, his family, basically like kind of adopting her. Yes. And um, And so... Uh, one of Shigemori's kids, um, I, I don't know what he did, but he was, I think he was yelling in front of like the Lord of the Emperor or somebody, some, somebody higher up. Yeah. So they had to boot him out. And then Jesus. the grandpa, I feel like the grandpa, the grandpa of the Haiki family, I think he's like the clan leader. Yeah. He's kind of fucked up. Um, he's really close to Shigemori's sister, uh, Tokuko. Yep. And, um, and uh but he's scared because she's gonna get ma- she's betrothed to the emperor's son and um and so she's gonna go leave but biwa keeps saying that if she leaves she's gonna die in some like some sort of like tsunami or world something like that yeah absolutely yeah but uh i think that's essentially happens in the first two episodes yeah did you end up finding see the demon slayer mangaka you're, yeah, she is a female it's not it, i guess uh weekly Tony and jump employee is glow that the author is a woman I guess she kept that pretty yeah. private, but this guy just kind of disclosed that, so it's kind of a dig move. But I know. Anyhow, yeah, she's a woman. You're right, and not only is she a woman, the creator of B Star is also a woman. So I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, but B Stars might go off an edge because I feel like B Stars is like really cool and interesting for the first two seasons, but like who knows what's gonna happen? So yeah, uh, fair enough. But I mean, so far it's really, it's really, really great. They have good stories and good worlds. Fuck it, dude. A lot better than these men that all yeah. they do is long title, light novels, and boring. Anyhow, well, the only thing that I see is, is I feel like they write like really good characters, and I feel like, I feel like sometimes like, oh yeah, also like Land of the Lustrous, but oh, yeah. um, but uh, I just feel like they're really good at like writing characters because sometimes I feel like women, like you know, we have like our sakuras and like um. All the shonen women who like get a lot of shit. That's true. But I feel like um, 
But I feel like when women write it, like, we have both genders that are really well-written. And it's not, like, really one way, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like the character games are just on point. They just really know how to write characters. They're, they're way better at it, for sure. They're not a fucking sword art online, you know? <laughs> no one's that level. But Oh, and Toradora. But, okay, anyway. Anyways, so, yeah. We'll go back to our regular scheduled programming. So, you know, you, you wonder why she doesn't tell um, Tokuko, hey, you know, don't leave. If you leave, you're going to drown, right? You wonder why her didn't just her, but you know, I guess yeah, she's a kid, and so you only watched episode one and two, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I won't get in further than that, but I'm in episode five now. I'm really enjoying the story. It's getting insane. Things are happening, you know, and there's a. I don't even want to say anything, you know. I guess I guess you can kind of. I mention it a little bit here. Biwa doesn't seem to be aging at all. Like she's not growing up, you know, like. I thought that was strange that her her father passed away and how much time passed before you know she got into the estate. I don't know. That wasn't really clear. Has a lot of time passed? I don't know. I, I, From the first two episodes. Like I don't know how much time passes, but you know you know the, the the kids she's hanging out with, like you see them age, and she's not really aging. So you know I don't know what's happening there. And they do this very cool thing too when they do um these you know, very artsy kind of moves where you see Biwa is doing like a super traditional Japanese kind of singing, like, you know, you know, that really high pitched kind of singing voice. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's Aoyuki doing it. And it's great. Just a good job. Bro, Aoyuki carrying this shit. Dude, again. she's crazy as hell. Hopefully she gets some rest after this because she's been in so many fucking shows, dude. It's insane. Fuck, I know. But also, of course, Okoku is done by Hayami Saori, which she is fucking phenomenal as well. And there's a scene in episode three where I think Shigamori asks him, no, Tokoku asked, asked Biwa, hey, can you see the future? Because I guess somebody told her, told um, Tokoku that she can see the future. And she's like, no, I can't. She lies to her. And... I forgot later on, it happens again, and she's like, why don't you try to, like, I hate seeing the future because either way, I can't do anything about it. And that felt so real because she's a little kid, I guess. And I, yeah. I, I don't know, like, I, it's, it's just, I'm still a little confused on the aging thing. I don't think she's aging at all or growing. It's like, she's kind of staying her same age, and then episode four will hit you in the feels. I'll just say that for now because something, something, something happens, and... Uh, this show is great so far i mean it it's an easy inject for me <laughs> you got me saying that now yeah. Brian, but yeah i mean you can inject it straight into your fucking blood cream like crack easily bump. man easily a pass for me this show is great so far i mean jeez man i'm enjoying it a lot well it's just like like the op is really good oh sometimes i think it's weird because sometimes they bring like modern music into like sometimes you got like guitars going on oh yeah like even though it's like it seems like super traditional yeah and uh shit like that but sometimes like you get like a good mix like the op fucking slaps yeah dg is pretty good um but yeah like honestly like i feel like i get like really big like uh like eight or nine or maybe even ten vibes from the show because same uh just like the storytelling is just like so like freaking solid the music is solid the fucking op is solid like um everything is just so solid about this show and i feel like i hopefully it, it doesn't let up yeah um, i agree but like just like the voice act like everything about this is like super tight really so good really amazing yeah so you know you mentioned the art style earlier 
So you think the art style will deter some people from watching this show? Like, oh, it's not very, like you said, traditional animation. It's very, you know, it's it's science saru, man. So they do. You watch Azuken, yeah. it looked weird. This is like how it looks. Oh well, I, I I feel like they're kind of different, but um, well, the thing about Isaac and I didn't like, I didn't dislike their art style. Okay, but um, but um, no, I feel like I don't think so. I think it might be harder for other people to get into, like Americans, because it's like a, another historical um story of Japan, you know. Yeah. And so, so I can see some people just being dickheads and not giving a fuck about it. Right. And so, okay. but I feel like, cause like um. That one, uh, Ghibli film Kag- Kaguya, Kaguya, yeah, the the leaf, the leaf cutter, the babu cutter, yeah, the babu, the babu cutter, yeah, the princess, yes, um, it's kind of done in a similar way, like really kind of traditional takes from like traditional artwork from Japan, which I love. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly, and it makes sense because you know they're telling a story of the past, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, so I I don't think I don't think it discourages because I feel like everything looks super great and the animation is beautiful and like the art style is, I think I think it all works for for me personally. Okay, perfect. I think I think you're right. I think if anything can deter them, it's gonna be the historical Japanese storytelling. I, I think you're right, and because I'm seeing yeah. an anime list right now, it's only thirty one thousand members on it. it. That's nothing. It's a disgrace again. Kind of like Odd Taxi. It's so bullshit. Hopefully, like a review I, once again boosts it up. Anime fridge. Hell yeah. Let's, let's hell yeah. It. Hell yeah. But uh, but yeah, cause I feel like um, cause I'm surprised um, cause usually I, like I always see um, that anime like people like from TikTok or social media or whatever like this is the anime you're missing this season yeah, and uh, surprisingly I saw Heike cause I feel like everybody was gonna be on the dick on for Takto P cause it seems like <laughs> kind of like I don't want to say bullshit cause I feel like it's fucked up but like. <laughs> I know, dude. But just kind of like the pretentious shit, you know, that people hella end up liking, you know. It definitely is. It's and definitely like, what it's the art style everybody wants. It's the two studios everybody loves. I mean, it's gonna work for everybody yeah. else, you know, for sure. Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like hell no. This is like, I feel like this is like the way you tell a story. Like I feel like watching two episodes, I'm really reassured on like their storytelling abilities and like the pacing and like um, yeah, just everything is just so cool. The only thing I. Th- Cause I'm a little confused about like the whole like situation. It's confusing, yeah. Um, cause I like I don't know like all the families. I didn't know that one older guy was like the emperor or something like that. Like he was like super really like yeah. He was like really super important and um. Well, I'll tell you something. Yeah. Later on, it gets even more confusing. To be honest with you, because they introduce more families and it gets really confusing still. But like I, I don't think it's enough to make you be like, okay, I'm not watching it. I, I think just gotta stick with it and eventually and everything you know it's not like any old anime where okay this emperor has green hair main girl has short purple hair you know everybody it's yeah. just a realistic view black hair black hair yeah. everybody <laughs> black hair yeah i mean like i said this the studio has done literally only uh 13 shows they have done nothing but every show they've done has been masterpiece level like easily so i i have high hopes for this show as well Hell yeah! Okay. Oh, they did ping pong. Ping pong. Oh shit! I didn't know. I told you, man. This is this is the studio. I thought I thought I thought another studio did uh, Isakun. Nope, Sainsaru did Masaki Yuasa, the goat. They've only done one bad show. Oh, they did Star is, Wars. Uh, Tokyo Sinks. Oh, oh, they did Tokyo Japan Sinks. Japan Sinks, my bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, they came out during the pandemic, so I blame it that because it just looked really bad. And this, and the deaths were just hilarious, to be honest with you, dude. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I'm surprised you got a, they got a, a Star Wars thing so, like, off the bat. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be good, maybe. Because I feel like that would... I feel like that'd go for, like, I don't know, Ghibli, because, like... I feel like it'd go for, like, a Madhouse, then see then a bunch of Marvel films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just because they already have ties, you know, and I feel like Disney's kind of exclusive with, like, their enemies and shit. That's true, yeah. But, uh, damn. Yeah, I mean, definitely a hard inject. Yes. Full plunger heroin, like, Jesse Pinkman levitating. <laughs> it's so, so good. And, um, I'm just really excited about it, like, like honestly, because I was kind of scared. I think I was telling you that, um... I hate those fucking seasons that are just so fucking jam-packed. Yeah. That you don't know what to do afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. And so maybe maybe there's a good crop. Um, hopefully, Takto P doesn't, like, turn sour or Meroku. I mean, Meroku just... I mean, just I feel like it's kind of a trash anime that... I feel <laughs> like that's kind of the perfect thing for, like, Meroku. I feel like it might be, like, a trash anime that people, like, love-hate. Okay, yeah. You know? But, like, I feel like Heike is going to... I feel like they're going to make up a big majority. I think I'm going to have, a, like, a regular rotation on Saturdays. Yeah. Probably watch these three. Maybe maybe look at a different one, like Komi-san or... Uh, um, I, hear, I hear a lot of things about Platinum End. What do you think about Platinum End? Um, yeah, I, people say it's going to be, like, the hit of this, you know, like, the, the jam or whatever. But I don't think it can be a jam when there's a manga and people already know about it. You know, like... Oh, yeah. So, People aren't raving about it. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's fine. It's a manga. Signal MD is kind of a, you know, a mid kind of fucking studio. They don't do much, dude. So, yeah. I don't have... There's nothing here that I'm like, yes, let's go. They even made that Fate movie that was apparently garbage. So, it's like... yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. There's nothing here. That's, even, like, the, the cover photo, I'm not intrigued at all. Like, angels and... Guy with white hair. Yeah. Whatever. I feel like it looks cringy. Yeah. It looks kind of like that one uh, two-year turn. That's pretentious right there, if you ask me. This show, Planet Man. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Dude. I can't. Because <laughs> I, like, I feel like there's some that, like, hella take them themselves too seriously. And that's the problem. Oh. And uh, I watch a little bit of The Ways of the House Husband Part 2. I think it's only, like, eight episodes. Thoughts? What's up? Give me your thoughts on that real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, it's like continuation. I mean, I was hoping they might have like taken the L and just changed the art style. They didn't, but uh, it's a director. I'm telling you, it's just it's just how they do it, and they they think it's funny. They think it's great, and no one stopped him. It's it's George Lucas. No one's stopping this person. Whatever. Yeah, but though I saw two or three episodes. It's pretty good. It's funny, right? Yeah, it's funny. I like. That's all it. that matters, I guess. If, as long as it's funny, I guess it's gonna it's gonna sell. So, very good. Yeah. And of course, Agresco is coming out sometime in December. We're gonna watch that. Oh yes, let's, let's go, go, baby! Let's fucking get this fucking bread. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, I'll give you my quick impression of some of these shows. Okay, real quick, real okay. quick. Bet, oh, shotgun! Shaman King has finally gotten good. It was extremely boring. <laughs> I feel like Yo Fuck, hated so- his own fucking show. He's like, oh, it'll work out. It'll work out. It'll work. I'm like, shut the hell up. He hates his own show and he hated it. And it's finally getting good again. Watch it two times speed. You need to watch it in that speed to get through it, in my opinion. Um, or do what I do and just jump in when it's good. And if it's <laughs> not good, just jump out. <laughs> there you go. Yuki Yuna is a hero, season three. It's more Yuki Yuna is a hero. Once again, cute girls being cute, but 
getting thrown into dangerous situations that is unexpected. It's great, amazing show. Um, the ASMR show, I, it's kind of unfortunate that it kind of exists because ASMR Why? already has a rep of being like you know sexual blah blah blah. People that just don't know about it. People all assume it's like sexual, mm-hmm. sexual, sexual, but in reality, if you're into ASMR, you're probably into just like sleep and relax. And their show is not gonna help at all. Yeah. Episode one was extremely sexual. The girl was doing some crazy loud <laughs> moans, like, ooh. And she's like, it sounded good though. I'm not gonna lie. You know, they made good sounds. She was whispering <laughs> and, you know, scratching the, you know, the the headset, I guess. Whatever, dude. It won't help. Was the voice acting? On par to Bishonen, the pretty boys? No, 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 not even close. Bishonen had much better voice acting. Bro, the dub is actually... I saw the trailer for Bishonen in uh, in dub form, and it's actually pretty okay. Brian, please don't say this to me, because that, they're going to make a Monogatari dub, all right? And we're going to all hate it, and I'm going to hate you for even saying Oh, fuck, no, hey, 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 whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, you're getting too far there. I feel like Monogatari will never work in dub, just because like, there's so much Japanese references and wordplay. Yeah. That just like, like, it, like I feel like Monogatari just like, like kind of deconstructs like the Japanese language. Yes, I agree. Um, and I feel like it's just not gonna, it's not gonna fly in dub. Yep, I agree. I, ho- I hope not either. I don't want it. All right, ne- next one is. Yeah, but Bishonen oh. was, was pretty okay. It was pretty okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. It's passable. It's passable. Fine. I haven't seen an episode, so I can't really say. Oh wow. Okay. But the trailer, <laughs> the trailer in dub was pretty good. Fine. Fair enough. Well. I'm scared, but we'll allow it for now. The next show is Senpai Ga Uzai Kohai no Hanashi, which is uh, my senpai is annoying. It's the one I mentioned before with like you know the lolly girl and the big senpai, and she's trying to, oh, she's trying yeah. to. She literally in episode one she got child zoned. It was hilarious. He she he was like, yes, hopefully I have a daughter that's just like you. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> it's pretty funny, and you know it shows funny as hell, and it's done by Doko Kobo, which. They do good stuff, and, you know, they've been going downhill lately, but once again, this show, they're back up again. They're funny. It looks great. We're back at it again. And, of course, Komi-san, I watched only one episode. I want to wait for Netflix because I want to support it on Netflix because they're going to do weekly releases. So I'll support it on Netflix when it comes out. But episode one was good, and it looked amazing. It's just been postponed so many times, and it's done by the same studio that did wait. All Taxi. Yeah. Wait, but so, uh, so if it's like releasing weekly, why isn't it already releasing? That's what I wanted to know. Like it says right here, October seventh. I went on Netflix and it said coming out October twenty twenty to twenty first, something like that. So we're already. Two so weeks it's not behind. a Netflix jail. It's still a Netflix jail, but maybe it's gonna come out weekly from then on, which would be fine. Just a slap on the wrist. I guess. Like here, wait two weeks still. I don't know, but I think Netflix still wants to release everything, um, with you know. Spanish subtitles, Japanese, English, German, yeah. everything at once. So they want to wait at least two weeks maybe to get it all done. I believe that's the case here. But you know what's bullshit? Yeah. Sometimes they don't even offer that. Like, I used to think that Netflix always does, like, different subtitles. But sometimes it's not even, like, sometimes they only have, like, one or two languages. It's true. Sometimes they do that. Like, I watched uh, the Witch movie the from, like, Studio Ghibli. And they only had it in English dub and nothing else. I'm like... Okay. Yeah, exactly. So what the fuck the point is the jail if they if you're not going to get all these like, because I feel like that's like would be a benefit, you know, if they have like all these translations. But the fuck, if you're not going to have the translation. Why the fuck are you waiting for long? Just send that shit. I think you know? it's 100% licensing issues that when they do it in German in Germany, 
in Germany, it's only in German dub, and that's it, or something like that, you know? I feel like mm-hmm. licensing is so fucking finicky and whack that that's probably the case. And then for the last one... Bro, I'm not glad. last one is going to be Demon Slayer, Brian, the recap season. Episode one was phenomenal because it did what you and I wanted to happen. We got Rengoku's backstory, why he's on the train, why he's heading there. You know, why what the fuck was he saying delicious in the episode one? We got that. We got a little more of him. Because he was eating food. Yeah, but it was where did he get it from, though, the food? Well, fucking, does it really matter, though, fucking train uh, personnel? No, see, that's what I thought, too, but that wasn't the case. It had a backstory to it. It, it seems dumb and cheesy, but maybe the movie cut it out. I don't know why they would do that. It seemed kind of important. But anyhow, we got more Rengoku, so I'm kind of, you know, I like him a little more now. I feel like I needed this backstory from him. But and then episode two was literally... You're a hater. Episode two was literally was a king. the movie scene, so that was already disappointing again, so... Oh, really? Episode two was just literally the movie? Yeah, it was just it was just the movie getting from, you know, he's they're on the train, they meet him, they're all asleep. That's episode two right there, so whatever. Damn. Yeah, so I'll keep watching it, see what they add new, and I'll keep you guys informed. But for now, that's it. Should we, uh, any final thoughts, Brian, on this season? Uh, let me look. Um, nah, a lot of hentai. I think, I think that's pretty. S- <laughs> I wouldn't know. I have the R18, uh, <laughs> this. Um, unlocked. I mean, not unlocked, but uh, I'm, it, it's not showing. Okay, I got you. There is a hentai. Well, I did when I when I did accidentally click it. There was a lot of hentai. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was normal or not. It's it's normal usually, but like I think we have one here. It's gonna be a six parter. It comes out by month. It comes out every month, two episodes at a time, and it's done by Studio T Rex, which is pretty much the mappa of hentai. <laughs> so, I I would say yeah, really? they're really good. And then Queen B is the Studio Wait. Dean of hentai. Oh, the best. Well, no. Is that why? Oh shit! Never mind. That's licensor. No way. So, uh, wait. So, where do you like watch hentai? So, like, if it's not on Verb, Crunchyroll, or whatever, where do like what websites do these like release? Or do you have to pirate them? You have to pirate them. Uh, I think Right Stuff licenses them later on for Blu-rays. You can buy them there, but nice. You can't get them any other way but pirate them. I, there's no other way. Oh, wait. So, uh, um. Do they come out like on TV or what? No, I I think everything here is OVA, just original, it's all to video. So it's just essentially Oh, so it just goes like direct to video. Yeah, it just gets sold on, you know, a Blu-ray disc and then they sold which may you can't really put porn on anything other than the internet, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. So I find it strange that Hentai even sells at all. Does anybody buy like porn anymore? Like physically? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so <laughs> I wanted to see it. We'll find out when we go to Japan. Oh yeah, I think we're going to be shocked. Okay, we're gonna find a. We're gonna come back with like a show of hentai and Jav DVDs. <laughs> oh, I guess another announcement I got announced though, Brian. Uh, I don't know if you know who mm-hmm. Shindo L is, but he's a very famous hentai mangaka, and he has one a manga that is extremely famous. Everybody knows about it. It's finally gonna get an adaptation, which I find it very amusing yet very surprising i don't know which word is it but maybe i like it that japan actually does hentai and adaptations of like fan fiction i always thought that was very odd and kind of cool wait what is a fanfic well yeah it's like a doujin it's like you know people that draw like 
Fate Grand Order fan fiction, but he does like oh, so he's like a famous Dojin artist. Yes, all the original work, and it's just it's a horrible, horrible hentai though. It's like horrible in terms of this girl does drugs and then you know she spirals downwards, and it's it's a horrible ending for her. Let's just say. Uh he's a he's a horrible um, mangaka like that. He never happy endings with him, dude. I wouldn't know. I don't read that smut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Shall we go on to our review of Perfect Blue? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Brian. Perfect Blue. This is a movie, obviously. It's licensed by G Kids, which is good. G Kids is good. They've been doing good for um, you know, saving these licenses. Thank goodness for them. Okay, but like uh Okay, so G Kids like So why are they good sometimes? And then why do they like fucking censor the shit out of One Piece when it originally aired? That's four kids, my man. Oh fuck! Okay, <laughs> my bad. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, this this is done by Studio Madhouse. The source is a novel, and the genres are avant-garde, drama, and horror. And the themes are psychological. Okay. And the hour. I mean, this movie is literally an hour and twenty-one minutes long. It comes. It does what it's meant to do, and it's done. It doesn't waste your time at all. Yeah. A little under, like, feature film yes. lengths, which is, like, an hour and 30, I think, 90 minutes. Yes, and, of course, the director is the god of all... I said this last time for Heiken uh, Monogatari, but this man is a beast. His name is Satoshi Kon. He has done no wrong either. This guy was literally the next Miyazaki. Like, he did no wrong at all. He, he was an inspiration for Inception. He did a lot of JoJo storyboards, the old one. He, he done... Like, okay. yeah, Perfect Blue... Tokyo Godfather. He's done no bad things, dude. And it's so sad that he passed away in twenty. When he passed away in twenty ten, it was a huge loss to the community because, like, you know, this guy had projects planned out still. And at the end of um, Tokyo Godfather, his last movie, they had posters of his movies gonna come out, and it was a new movie he was gonna do, but it never got, you know, he never got done with it. And then he passed away, and he was the only person that everybody considered maybe the next Miyazaki because he just did no bad movies so far yeah so it is unfortunate also his name is satoshi Kon. Yes. he's a director Damn, and a character designer really he's both uh-huh okay well brian so what made you want to watch this you know arthur go ahead sorry sorry to get you off real quick no, you're fine okay i got confused and uh uh, I confused paprika with perfect blue and so i thought we we're gonna be watching paprika no you, no, you didn't when i was watching I did. I did. I like because I saw like ten, <laughs> twenty minutes of, of paprika already, and um, I just ended up falling asleep just because I was tired. Okay. Because everybody talks about paprika and perfect blue, you know, shit like right. that, right? And uh, I was watching fucking perfect blue, and I'm like, um, it's not paprika. Like the animation style is way different. Like there's like none of the story that I fucking remember. <laughs> and because um, I remember. I was like, fuck, man. I don't know if I'm ready for fucking Perfect Blue. Like, it's kind of a mind fuck. Right, definitely. But then I kept watching it. I was like, shit, this is not even fucking... Like, I didn't know what movie I wanted to watch until I just barely looked at Satoshi's Khan. Uh, his, like, his like fucking uh, profile. Yeah. And it has, like, yeah, I guess he had a supporting role in that movie. Yeah. And then I remember, yeah, it's fucking Paprika I wanted to watch. I, I meant to watch Paprika instead of fucking Perfect Blue. So what did you end up watching, Brian? Perfect blue. Okay, okay, perfect. All right. No pun intended. But I, I originally watched 
Paprika before, and that's what I thought I was going to be watching with Perfect Blue. Paprika is also a good movie, though. That's going to be a, a must-watch as well, for sure. And we'll yeah. definitely get to that one. But, I mean, you can't go... Any, any Cohn film, you can't go wrong with them, like I said. It's like, you just can't. Well, mm-hmm. like the, the, the people that made Inception, they, and they said they never even heard of Paprika, but we know that's bullshit. Whatever. They're fucking They're lying, lying dude. Assholes, pieces bro. of shit. Well, why would you say that, man? Well... I hate that shit because, like, I feel like um, Black Swan is heavily based off fucking Perfect Blue. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. And, like, I feel like people hella deny, like, anime's role in, like, um, like in our, like, like in American films. But a lot of that shit, especially with, like, Akira, Perfect Blue, and, like, Paprika, you know, are probably, like, we're taking a lot from, like, you know. Yes. Like, Americans use, like, their aesthetics and shit a lot. Of course. Also, like, in The Matrix, uh, the Wachowski brothers admitted that they watched Ghost in the Shell, and that was a big inspiration for The Matrix. And, like, just, just admit to it, man. Yeah. Just, like, what's wrong with that? Like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's get back into Perfect Blue. Brian, what made you want to watch this film? Like, you know, you, you felt the spooky season. What were you feeling? You heard about Perfect Blue from who? You know, what were the vibes? <laughs> Give me the rundown. <laughs> It's because when I watched fucking Paprika, the shit was kind of a mindfuck and it was kind of like really jarring and really like, it was kind of scary just from the little thing that I watched. And so I fucking thought this was Perfect Blue. (laughs) And then because I always know Perfect Blue and like Paprika, Akira, um, so the like other like 80s and 90s um, anime are just always talked about and always like raved on like, you know, like. This is like Ghost in the Show, like you know, this, this is like the real shit, you yeah, know. Evangelion, all those, right? Evangelion, exactly. So those are like kind of like you know, like they're goaded, you know, like in the anime canon. Of course. And so, you know, whenever I watch TikTok, I'm like, oh, you have to watch these like anime films, and then like Perfect Blue Pepper are always on there, and so I've never seen them, so I wanted to watch. Very them. good. So, going into it, you know, you started watching it. What were your thoughts on it, man? Our style everything hits you at once you know it's it's an older movie 1998 so let's yeah. talk about that brian well definitely i think there's a reason oh sorry for my rather random verb <laughs> the fuck? i don't know i feel like there's a reason why um because i feel like these movies like age really really well yeah um just because like a lot of people are still like copying like this anime aesthetic to this day right yeah like you see people like in their music videos or like art films or like shit like that or even like even like akira like especially akira people are still doing the motorcycle slide people are still like everybody like copying the aesthetics of like neo tokyo oh yeah and uh shit like that and i feel like even what was like hunter hunter the original one yeah i just feel like i don't know i feel like something about like 90s anime like it's and it's present in perfect blue as well they're like um the art style and the directing and like um the fucking the, the director of photography are just like so top-notch i feel like um they just like create perfect like fucking shots i don't know how to like describe it but like um i would agree yeah, yeah I mean, perfect shots for sure it, it's one because like the animation is a little wonky sometimes like not like in a super bad way but like like there's like like in the very intro scene like you have three people talking yeah and like it just like they don't even move and like their lips barely move and i'm like oh so i was kind of scared about the animation okay but this um, is um the era of animation about 1990 you know around this era 95 to early 2000s when everybody was going from cell animation to digital 
and I think it shows here because everybody was still kind of new at it. And you know, it, it looked this gives you the same vibes as Sir Experiments Lane. You got some um, Ergo Proxy, all those had the same kind of like wonky kind of vibe, you know. I, I think what you're saying is not wrong. It looks kind of wonky, but you know, it, it holds up still. Like, you're not gonna be like, okay, I can't watch yeah. this because you know, no, it, it like it looks it, it's fine, like, even for the time. I think it looks fine either way. Everybody, like, no, there was, for me, no complaints. Yeah. For me. Also, give me, like, no, Sonny Boy vibes, too. I think Sonny Boy vibes also copied this as well, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's the same studio, though. And so maybe they're just, like, kind of giving callbacks to the 90s and Oh, 80s. yeah, good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, definitely, like, I don't know, like, because, like, I, I was watching, um like, York New and um, Hunter Hunter. Yeah. And uh, the 2011 is definitely like way better as like a, as an adaptation and as an anime, yeah. but like some of the shots in fucking Hunter Hunter, like the old one, are just like freaking like mwah, like like I just like love that aesthetic and master like art style and like all that shit. Even like the openings are hella sick. Okay, yeah, Chef Kiss, I gotcha. And then yeah, and this definitely has like that Chef Kiss too. Like, um, there's a really there's a lot of like beautiful scenes and directing and like composition rise wise, you know, composition of like the shots and shit. Yeah. Like, it's really, really good. Well, okay, I guess let's talk about the movie, actually. What is the movie about? Well, do you want to give, like, a quick, like, synopsis? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just give your synopsis real quick. What you got? No, you go, you go. Okay, it's Idol trying to get out of the Idol world while creepy stalker Mm -hmm. guy is being creepy and won't leave her alone. And as you guys know, once you leave the Idol world, it's extremely hard to get into, like, the acting the voice acting, all that. So you have to kind of, you know, whatever your agent gets you, you have to just get. And she gets into some uncomfortable roles, you know. And it's pretty much, I would say, you know, um, a deep look at the idol world of how shitty it is, really. That's kind of like a lot of people say that's what the vibes are from here. And I, w- I would agree. But it's also a little more real than that where, like, you get some psychological vibes with, you know, what's real and what's not. And I think yeah. it's like another... Toshi Kon loves doing that, and I think when he did his movie, he was barely getting into that. And in Paprika, he kind of perfected what was real, what wasn't. But in this film, yeah. like you know, you get this creepy Momuro guy. He's like, you see him in the beginning, where he's he's a security guy in the beginning, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. he's being fucking creepy with these idols just dancing, and he just has like this weird, like aesthetic to him. He looks creepy as shit, and you know, as the girls are dancing, and you just know he's creepy. He's gonna be weird, and then he comes back around. And he's, like, following her, stalking her. And it's just an uncomfortable vibe. And I, they're going for that, and they pull it off just fine. So essentially, like I said, just about idol girl trying to get out of the idol world. That's what I would say. is um, Trying to break into the actress. Trying to break into the act, which is extremely hard, I think. I don't think there's yeah. many idols. I know there's one from Love Live. She left the idol world, and she went to do some, I did an anime. And she did like Jashin Chun, and then after that, I haven't really seen her at all. And she was a great voice actor, so it's unfortunate. Really? Yeah, yeah well, do you want to get into like plot points and shit? Yeah. So the first thing I, I kind of want to talk about do you think, uh, do you think, um, what's his face? Uh, Mamomaru, do you think he was going to be a villain? Yeah, I got that vibe from the beginning. Obviously, I think they were going for that vibe, and you know. I did think he's gonna be a villain, and I guess he kind of was. Cause I I wasn't exactly sure. Cause um, you think it was too obvious? Cause honestly, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna lie. 
I I think we had to talk about the ending because like I'm hella confused on it. Of course. But um, in the beginning, I felt like it was like way too obvious. Yes. Like they kind of made him like. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they kind of like hella like like designed him as like this hella ugly. <laughs> well, he is like hella ugly, like fucking, just like, like um, I feel like they just kind of like made him look like a bad guy from off the bat, and so yes. Loki in the beginning, I thought that um. I thought that he wasn't going to be a bad guy. I thought it was going to be like a red herring or whatever. And that um he was going to like, he was going to turn out to be like, you know, maybe somebody better or like not the bad guy at all. Like maybe it's like fault, you know, like try, try to trick us or whatever. Because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they kind of designed us for us to hate him, you know. Absolutely. To like, you know, you know, be suspicious of him. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think I'm in the same vibe. I, I'm in the same boat. I got... I feel like he was a villain, but I'm like, is it too obvious? Maybe he's not such a bad guy. He's just ugly guy, you know, liking this girl. I don't know. I yeah. got that vibe too, but, you know, I mean. That's what people think what idol, idol fans exactly, are. Exactly, just ugly grown men that are balding, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, like, let's talk about some of the scenes. Like, you know, there's uh, her, her apartment scenes, you know, just her day-to-day. It's just... Mm-hmm. Nothing special really going on there, but you have little things happening in those shots, like you know, her feeding the goldfish, that's all she has. And then you have um that rape scene, of course, when she gets into like I think her agent gets her an act and then she has to get raped in the scene. Oh yeah. And well I guess that's a trigger warning. I think there's two rape scenes in this uh in this movie and so, you know, just as yeah, a Yeah, if you don't like that at all, I mean this movie's not for you. I mean, it's not yeah. like um the Itaden deities, you know, it's not done like in a distasteful way. Like, oh yeah, at the end of the day, she enjoyed it. No, it's like it, it's for the plot oh, at least. No. You know, it's it's there. And but still, if you don't yeah, like it, you yeah, don't yeah. like it. It's fine. But uh-huh. I like that scene. Okay, well, okay, when she's getting raped, uh, they, they you know, <laughs> and she, like okay, cut, and he they have to just freeze right there. He says sorry to her. You know, it's like yeah, it's not creepy. Like oh my god, I'm gonna fondle her right here. No, it's just. Well, no, it's weird because like at first he is kind of weird because okay. like he's kind of like moving his head back, like hella okay, weird. You're, you're right, and then, right. um, <laughs> but then like he redeems himself. He's like, "I'm really sorry," and like he kind of apologizes for like the yeah. scene. And then you're like, "Okay," because at first it looks like because like the thing they do, they make everything so unsettling, they do, man. And so, and so like you're watching the, like the scene progress and they yell cut, and then um, like he's just acting weird. Yeah, that's true. But then. But then you see him go up and apologize to her and shit like that. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, that's all I was gonna say too. Yeah, and then you got you got the creepy photographer too that looks creepy as shit, man. Like he just he yeah. specializes in photographing, I guess, women. I'm, it's strange, but well, nude, nude, of course, yeah. And of course, once again, they gave him that yeah. creepy ass look. He, everyone here is creepy, man, except for the idols. They're beautiful. Well, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think everybody's eyes are like low key all womped and like yeah. Um, I think like the animation is just kind of like uh, I don't know why it's not like ugly, but like um, like it's like gritty, I guess. I you know, like all the characters are kind of gritty. Yeah, I mean, even the color palette of this whole show, this whole movie uh-huh. is like you know, kind of grayer and you know, toned yeah. down or something. I don't know, but. Dark blue. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, Toshi Kon was going for that vibe of making everybody hideous. Kind of like that, uh, the manga I read, Resentiment, where everybody in that mm-hmm. manga is extremely ugly. 
except for the one girl in the 2D world where she was drawn so cute and so beautiful. And it's like a sign of like, this is how, you know, these idol fans see everybody else. They're all ugly, creepy. But then the idols are like perfect girls. And then same with like resentment, resentment when it's like only 2D girls are perfect. It's like, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think he could have gone for that vibe because if he was, I mean, it worked because everybody here is just, you know, creepy and good Lord. Yeah. Well, you know what's hella weird? Well, like, I think it's so weird that, um, like, like the early 90s or whatever, because I don't know when, like, idols, like, really came about. I don't know much of that history. Yeah. But uh, it's weird that we get, like, Gintama and then also, like, this, like, kind of this anime, not anime, well, yeah, movie, yeah. anime movie. We're kind of, like, talking about, like, the dark side of, like, pop idols and, like, um, it's been, like, 20, 30 years later. Yeah, man. And, like, nothing has really changed, you know? <sighs> Good Lord. It's, a, it's sad. Because, like, you see, like, in this one, you get, like, the people who are hella stock and, like, the people who are, like, really mean during the shows and, like, um, like, like, it's never portrayed, like, really, like, well, like, even a Gretzko, too, yes. you know? Um, and, like, all the allegations for, like, um, like, people who are abused or, like, sexually abused or, like, they don't get paid at all. Like, Miwa, like, Mima, like, for, like, being, like, an actress and, um, and, like, an idol, like, Cause I feel like in America, like as soon as like kind of break, like you, if you're like you, if you're like in any music or uh, or any acting, like you seem pretty rich, right? But me, Mima looks like she's still living like in a studio apartment the entire time. Yeah, sounds about right. That's uh, and like she doesn't get paid any money. I think it's the contracts, maybe something like that. You know, for sure, where they're just getting fucked over, and all the money goes to like the big wigs, and it's yeah, the freaking managers and the administration or such whatever. bullshit. But yeah, I think that's definitely. I think they were going for too, yeah, because she's in this tiny little studio, like New York apartment bullshit, and you mm. you you would think she would have his like you know a nice ass house already. She was an idol for a long time, and not just she's pretty successful idol. So yeah, they had big they had big fucking events. And then, yeah, I mean, I guess it's also talk about um the manager um Hidaka Rumi, like yeah oh, man, so like yeah she uh. You know, this whole movie kind of gave me, like, Selena vibes, you know? Like, uh-huh. you know, her whole story, right, with the, her manage. I guess, spoiler, yeah. we're going to get into that already. It's, it's also, yeah, yeah, let's get it's into also it. a scene where, like, the website, you know, this whole website thing was going on, and, you know, someone pretending to be her, right? And mm-hmm. who do you think who do you think that was at first, Brian? Did you think it was that creepy dude? Well, at first, I, I thought it was him, but... I started thinking that uh, Mamaru didn't exist and that it was Mima. I know, me too, And so I thought it was... Well, I feel like, I'm going to be honest, I don't think the movie stuck the ending because I feel like the ending is really confusing for me. Okay. But, but yeah, I thought it was Mima because, like, there was, like, super hyper-specific details. Like, oh, I go on this, it was, like, my left foot. I'm here, there. Like, they have, like, specific times, you know? And so, um, because, like, as, as, like, Mima's doing things that, like, um... She doesn't like right where like she's being exploited mainly for her body. Yeah. Uh, she feels like a lot of guilt of that, and like it starts manifesting as like her idol vision, right? Talking to her and saying like, "Oh, you're a sellout. Like you'll never be able to go back to your idol life." Because um, Mima's first passion was singing, right? Like that's what she trained for. Right. That's what she wanted to be. That's what she went to Tokyo was to become an idol. Of course. And uh, that wasn't going so well, so she wanted to become an actress, yeah. right? But like you know, as soon as they like um the only like the only roles that she can get is like you know like, you know like rape scenes and like um 
like sexualized like sexualizing her body yeah, pretty much uh just so, like she can get famous like um like the more guilt she feel feels over it and um so i thought like because I, I started thinking that um that um she was gonna have like because even bringing it up in the anime that she was starting to have like dissociative um disorder i'm not exactly what the term term is but like dissociative or like she has like m- multiple personalities pretty much right yeah yeah and so that's why she was hella confused why um like uh like uh she like uh okay never mind i think i'm getting too far but but yeah i at first i thought it was fucking uh i started to think that it was mima like doing it but what about you though i i thought i mean yeah so obviously at first i thought it was mamoru i just i'm like okay is this guy being creepy thinking that he can be her mm-hmm. but and then yeah a lot of the time it just seemed like uh, mamoru wasn't gonna exist so so yeah. I'm like, okay what's gonna happen here and then when he finally attacked her right i'm like okay maybe he is real or is it in her head yeah like like it yeah. was just it was confusing still i understand that but and then i think uh it, it's just it's one of those things even even at the end where you know she's it's all said and done you don't really know you know and what that's happened right and yeah. obviously you find out later on that hidaka rumi is actually the one that's running mima's room and which is the manager and of course this is like the weird scene you see where it's like she dresses up as mima and she looks just like her and you see her doing like this weird ghibli kind of running away scene jumping on rooftops wee 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 you know all this weird shit <laughs> she she was told yeah. her where she's just like magically like fucking floats that's what i'm saying to place to place it's so weird but and then she chased her and then you know she finally got to look at herself because i guess she doesn't like herself and she used to be an idol back then and now she's jealous of mima as it goes which like i, like I said it gave me some hardcore selena vibes and but sorry. Go. yeah i mean i got selena vibes and that's it and it's like, it just seemed very odd. I mean, at the end when she got arrested and all that shit, it's like, and then the final scene in the car, dude, what's happening there? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Explain it. Explain it. <sighs> when I first saw that, I thought, okay, is it all in her head? Is it just her? And, you know, it, it's like, I, I just didn't know, man. Like, I, I went on Google looking up answers Everybody has their thoughts. Oh, it was her the whole time. No, it's an obvious one that it was just Rumi. And then Mima is just now, you know, oh, it was just a fun ending kind of thing. But I don't think that was what they were going for. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think it stuck. The, I don't think this show stuck the, stuck the ending. Okay. So you didn't like the ending then? No, I didn't like it at all. Because like, I think at the end, her words were like, um, I don't know if it might have been like a mistranslation or whatever. Yeah. But then, like, because, like, the nurses are talking about, like, oh, that couldn't be Mima. Like, she's so big. You know, she's, like, a really huge actress or whatever. She wouldn't be here. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb because, like, I feel like they would know that one of the patients tried to kill fucking Mima if it was true. But, I, I mean, I guess that's, like, nitpicking or whatever. Right. But, like, it, like, but like she, like, turns to the cam- camera and she uses, like, a really weird voice. Like, uh, we don't hear her voice like that. Where, like, it's kind of, like, natural instead of, like, high pitch, yes. you know? And she's like, oh, this is me. And then, like, the movie ends, right? And so, yeah. uh, I feel like my only problem with it is I feel like Rumi was just thrown in out of left field. Because, like, the entire time, she never seems jealous. And she seems, like, to generally care about 
Mima because she's not mad about like she's not being an idol no more because she does push for her to be an idol again. Right. But that's because like all the roles she's getting for uh, the actress is just being really are really horrible. Like they're making Mima feel really uncomfortable and like regarding it. Yeah. And Cham is doing amazing at this time where like they broke the top 100s and they're doing really well. And so the entire time, it seems like Rumi is actually being like uh, like really supportive and like um, not jealous or whatever at all. Because like, because she does, she's not like necessarily against like actress um, part of her career. It's just like the things she's doing to become an actress is what. Because it looks like she's looking out for Mima the entire freaking time. And so I hated this thing where like, oh, like, oh she was jealous the entire time. And she was uh, doing uh, she was doing Mimimo's room, but I thought her mom. I don't even know if Mamaro still exists though. Like that's that's the thing. I feel like he existed. I feel like he did. And the thing about Rumi, I really think that just because you care and you pretend to care doesn't mean you can't really be jealous of somebody. Like sociopaths do it all the time. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's such a like oh. I don't know. Maybe for, for, it bugged you, but it didn't really bug me. I thought it was fine. I, I thought, yeah, she could have been caring and whatever, but that doesn't mean that at the end of the day, she's not jealous of her. Like, you know, she's just trying to, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can see that happen in real life. P- people are fucked up. People are, people are yeah. dicks. And, you know, it's, some people are just like that, man. No, definitely. Cause, no, but what I'm just saying is like, I feel like, it was just so wide or left field, right? Especially like now I'm confused about Mima's hallucinations because the entire time it feels like um that's why I thought it was like I thought it was Mima who was like mentally ill because um yeah she's having a, like a lot of like uh, hallucinations like she's been seeing um she's been seeing her idol self like a lot in the mirror or whatever yeah. and so I thought it was really confusing why she was confusing Rumi as her idol self when Rumi took her back to her apartment and whatever you know okay, yeah fair. and yeah. so like i don't know why i don't know why mima would see her that way if she wasn't like you like if like were all of like the people like was it like you know whenever the idol mima came out to kind of like tell her how like she's making a mistake w- were those all roomy or was it just like this one instance where it was roomy and she was confused that she's killing herself you know no yeah that's like that's the question i guess right there because it's just so so odd man it's definitely a discussion piece. and then the whole thing with the truck oh so what do you think because mamaru i mean because mima had like um she had like like that dream where she got hit hit by a truck by mamaru yeah. right but that like what do you think that meant like i feel like it didn't really go anywhere i mean is it just a dream is it just in a, it's like yeah right like i don't know man it's like like, I'm sure it's. That's I'm why sure I thought it was symbolic. in her head because like something was like. I thought it was showing that Mamaru was just in her head, right? I, I don't know, man. I don't, but, I don't know about that one. And who do you think killed? Um, who do you think killed all those three people? Like the the manager, the photographer, and the screen the scriptwriter. Well, I felt like it was Mama, uh, Mamaru, right? And that's like what they they want you to think, but it could have been Mima herself. Like, she. But she wasn't sick, though. I mean, it seems like she's, like, mentally fine. Well, she do we, have, do like, we really know that? I don't know. Because then, then See, the ending th- was all fucked up. It's like, I, I just don't know. She was like, hmm. Well, because the thing, after, like, um, because the second, because, like, the first, 
like rape scene just gonna talk about the rape scenes i i don't know a lot about it because i did kind of skip through it because i hate seeing that okay. shit but um but the second one like where like she's it looks like she's actually getting raped by mamaru um she kills him right and but how does how does he end up killing the manager after that and then they're both kind All of right, dead then it's, def- then it's probably just mima then i don't know that that's why I think that's why I thought it was Mima because Mima found that thing in her body. I mean, like the the blood and stuff. I, I think it was like a bloody costume that she used to kill the scriptwriter in her closet, oh, yeah, right? That's right, that's right. And so, um, I mean, I feel like that. I think that's probably the biggest plot hole is the murders because, like, if Mamaru doesn't, I don't know if Mamaru does or does not exist. I still don't know who's running Mina's room. Um, I don't know if it's Rumi or Mamaru, and um. And I feel like how is Mima not in jail if she did kill all those people? And, um, you know, because I feel like some, like the manager died that night. Obviously, they're going to connect Mima to all these three people because those are the three people that kind of traumatized her. Yeah. You know? But like, I feel like a lot of, like, the point of this was obviously I think Rumi was kind of controlling Mamoru, right? Because Mamoru was following the true Mima since he hated seeing... Mima in those rape scenes because it's like oh it's it's swelling her purity whatever how how yeah, how anime fans song. do and mm-hmm. I feel like maybe Rumi was just kind of controlling this guy to do these crazy shits maybe I don't you know like because yeah if, if Mamoru couldn't have been the one controlling the room because it could have been Mima's other personality possibly if there's one there but. I really just think it was just Rumi. Maybe she wanted to kill Mima so she can take over as Mima, which they look nothing, nothing yeah. alike, though, really. But well, maybe it was Rumi because Mima didn't know anything about computers, but that might have been just her personality because she might have like dissociative. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, you know, because maybe that personality doesn't know about, and so maybe Mamaru's personality didn't know about the computer. Right. Oh yeah. So. Well, because, like, in the story, too, right? Where, like, um, they kind of, like, kind of did a switch on us where where we see uh, Mima in a room, like, being investigated. Yeah. And uh, they even use her real name. Oh. Um, that, like, oh, she has, like, dissociative... Uh, uh, she doesn't even know who she's, like, who she is at the moment, right? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And so, I, like... I don't know, because, honestly, the way that I was thinking it was going to end it, I thought it was just like Mima. Um, I thought it was gonna be a story about like an idol who, uh, you know, who who tried like to break out of it, but like you know was exploited and ended up killing all of her, um, all the people who wronged her, okay. as like this uh, dissociative like I- identity and just kind of showing how toxic the idol and entertainment industry is. Yeah, you know? like especially what women have to do just to like get a break. Of you course. know, and so. That's where I thought it was going to go and, like, you know, that she was probably going to get caught. But with Rumi, I just feel like I'm not exactly sure. I think I think it definitely needs a rewatch, but, like, rape really makes me feel uncomfortable. So I don't think I'll ever, like, rewatch it or maybe, like, like not for a while at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough seeing those scenes, but I think it's less mm-hmm. tough when it's, like, not done in, like, the most disrespectful way possible. But... You know, I think yeah, it, it's still rough, and I I understand. Yeah, well, like I feel like this one, like it did it better than most, like, dude. Um, well, I feel like this like is like an effective way to you know to bring up those topics without like 
without it just being like look at how hot she for, is like you know like for like for like wow like yeah yeah for like either like sexualizing women in like a really weird way like that anime Bullshit. did or just like or bringing like this big wow factor like not wow factor but like um a shock like factor a, that shouldn't be kind of like a pun- a shock yeah exactly shock yeah and so it wasn't like it did feel like relevant to the story and it felt like it was saying something you know yeah and so i mean that's why i feel like i don't like because i feel like if they did it in the wrong way i wouldn't like the movie but since they did it like in a like an effective way like you know i wouldn't hate the movie it moved the plot along and it you know it yeah so yeah. absolutely well i mean yeah that ending was so odd and i talked to people that watched this as well and i thought like what you mm-hmm. think of it and everybody is it, everybody's the same as you they, they don't know like I think it's a. I think uh, Satoshi Kon himself just ended it kind of open, open ended. People, people hate that. I get that, and yeah. it's like, oh, you decide. Eh, is it lazy writing? Well, yeah. Is it bad writing? Yeah, some people think so, but it's a discussion piece. Like it's this movie. This movie has stood the test of time for a reason. It's still talked about yeah. all the time. It's like it's so interesting that like, you know, Brian. What'd you get out of it, and what did I get out of it? Everybody has a different thing, so I don't think that's such a bad thing. I understand if it, if it kind of irks you a bit. You're like, I want a definitive answer, but no. Well, what irks me is like I felt like there was like such a big evidence like and case for for Mima like slowly like deteriorating her like mental state, you know, to the point where like because she's feeling all this guilt. Like you know, she's like hallucinating. She's all like she like. I feel like there was like a lot of evidence. But well, wasn't that roomy though? I don't know. In. I feel that was just roomy doing everything. But but like it seemed like Mima was in her own private space, like giving herself shit for it, right? Giving like making herself feel horrible about the things she's doing and how like she's kind of leaving like her uh, her original intentions of being like a singer and pop yeah. idol. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I didn't get this. So what's your interpretation? I, I just feel like everything was laid out. And, you know, I feel like Rumi controlled Mamoru. He died. Mm-hmm. Rumi was the other half. And then at the end, Mima started questioning herself. And that's it. I feel like that's what happened. She started questioning, okay, who the fuck am I? And what is this? And she's like, who's the real Mima? And then at that point, she's really fucked in the head. But I really think that everything played out as the movie wanted you to seem yeah, I think the way we wanted you to seem I think that's how it really was but then that ending scene confused me but I really think that's just her going insane at this point yeah do you think she's like okay so how do you explain the thing with like when Mamaru like Mamaru and the manager like cause like they they ruined like the entire place right yeah but but when Rumi looked at it she didn't I mean, also, you can't trust Rumi anymore, That's I right. guess. But when Rumi looked into the room, like, Mamaru wasn't there. And the things that they knocked over wasn't there either. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you can't trust Rumi. I just feel like straight, I don't know. Yeah, so, like, I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just, like, that's what the thing, I feel like it kind of contradicts itself in a way that I kind of don't like. This but, can use um, a rewatch, Brian. I think I rewatch do need a right second now. I, don't I know. Think I can, bro. It's too much for me. <laughs> but um but yeah, I mean, aside from that, I feel like um I think what unsettles me the most about like the entire movie yeah. is um like the way they use silence. Oh. 
Because, like, when you see, like, a lot of these horrible things happening, um, you don't hear any music, like, or any sounds or, like, uh, whatever. The like, Gordon Ramsay, like, um, the, you know, crazy sound effects they made. Oh, no, like, you know, not even crazy, but, like, you know, when you watch a horror movie and, like, like you know, there's a score, you know, like, there's, like, music behind Only it. in Hollywood, man. But yeah, I feel I like in, but, like, I feel like in this one, like, they let the silence, like, like there's no distractions like to like what you're seeing right, right? where it's just like pure silence and like you're just watching like what's going on you're seeing this lady like um like she's having like a really like like kind of losing her mind right yeah and like you're right um even with the scenes like like the like the rape scenes like there's like no music like it's just like all screaming and whatever and like instant um, quiet like like all the bad scenes like they don't put any music and you're just like I think. I think for me, it's just like to kind of like concentrate, like not to make you, con- but not like there's no distraction on like what's happening visually, you know? Oh, yeah. And I feel like for that, for me, it's like kind of like, I don't know why it's so unsettling for me. It it just makes me hit really weird because there's horror movies that like, that like use like, um, that are like are really, really good, like kind of like The Witch. I'm not sure if you've seen I The Witch. I have seen that. Well, it's like a really good one, but like, um, but like, you know, they use score and soundtrack. Like, I feel like there's a lot of horror movies that, like, use their scores or whatever. Yeah, for sure. But, like, this one, like, it's just so unsettling because you're watching all this happening and, like, you don't hear anything else. Like, it's so, like, the silence is, like, so loud for me. I don't know why. You know, don't get me wrong. I agree. Like, I watched a movie recently called Lamb, and the majority of that mm-hmm. movie was extreme silence. And it was just day-to-day yeah. lives and no music at all, just dead silence. And it was, the majority of the movie was show, don't tell. And Emily was phenomenal, mm. great movie. And I think that's Hollywood's problem that they try to okay. I want you to fear. Uh, I want you to feel fear here. So here's a scary tune. I want you to feel this here. So here's this comedy. Here's a yeah. whatever. I don't like that either. I like quiet, nice. And I think foreign and uh, Lamb was filmed in um, Iceland, so it was a uh, Icelandic uh-huh. film, and it was phenomenal because they did a lot of quiet scenes. And I, I would agree with you. They just got. Silence is just um, underrated, I think, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It just, kind of, I don't know. It just, I feel like it lets you concentrate so hard on it the does, scene. It does, man. And it, it's just really weird because I feel like I have a hard time watching 80s and 90s anime, like like adult ones or psychological. Th- I don't know what it's called. But I feel like there's kind of like a couple movies out there, like like Akira, where it's just like... Uh, like it's so unsettling like watching all like the body horror and like all the like because like some of like those 80s and 90s anime that can get like really graphic yeah. and like show you like really jarring things and like Absolutely. um yeah. a lot of they don't have music and like you're just they have a way for you like to concentrate on it and just makes it feel like really weird because right. i i feel like i do have like a tough time uh watching those films yeah well i mean with that you want to give it a rating or you want to give it a final thoughts man uh i think i've said everything uh do you have anything well okay i I guess you asked me about my you know ending interpretation what what, what about yours then did you even say what was your interpretation of the end are you just like confused yeah nothing i was telling you how i thought it was i was i was telling you how i thought it it was but i guess um i guess i guess kind of like the way it presented it to me is that um kind of what you say was like really really laid out and like rumi was Maybe like conspiring like or manipulating Mamaru yeah. with Mima's room and shit like right. that. Um, but with like her final line, 
I'm not sure if she's just saying that she kind of accepted, like, you know, doing this roles and, like, um, oh, right. kind of, like, kind of, like, gave up the whole, um, the whole thing was idle and she kind of, like, accepted, like, oh, yeah, this is me. Like, you know, right. like, okay. um, yeah. like, this more, like, risque version of her is her true self now. Or, um, yeah, I mean, I think that might be the evidence. But, like, I don't know why, but it, it just sounded scary. Because, like, because, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, because they made her voice seem, like, really, uh, like, really different, like, throughout the entire show. Like, I feel like in, she's talking, like, really high-pitched stuff. Yeah. Like, you know? And so, but, like, she says it, like, in such a weird, like, unsettling way. Where, like, yeah, this is me. Like, hey, like, like, the way she delivered the line was, like, really got tier voice acting. I feel like Mima's voice actress is just really got tier. Because she had to do, like, Idol from Scared to fucking Blood Curling from, like, um, from, like, Serious and Stern and, like, just, like, a shitload of different emotions and, like, one Yeah, role. I mean, the horrible rape scene, that's not, it's, like, yeah, it's for sure, man. It's kind of underrated. Yeah, like, there's a different, yeah, like, a really, like, a, like a, a wide variety of different tones, like, like, uh, yeah, like, tones, like, inflections, whatever, right. you like. I'd, yeah. I'd agree. Well, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, that's fair. So, like, on the final line, what was her final lines again? Was it, I'm looking it up, but was it, like, I care? I am who I am? No, she said, this is me. Like, this is the real me or something like that. Is it that? Or? I mean, that's the translation that I saw. I'm seeing um, one that says, like, I care. I am who I am. So, maybe... Mm, I forget what it was. I think it might be a translation yeah, I, issue. Yeah, I'm seeing because the one that I saw was like this. Like this is the real me. Okay, well, I, I think they both work either way. I think like I care, I am who I am. I think they both work anyway. But yeah. I had to hear it again in Japanese. See how she says it, because maybe if she says mm-hmm. she that night. Then it's definitely like I care, I am who I am. But anyhow, yeah. you want to give it a rating, boss? You go first. Yeah, I'm gonna probably be. I mean, I feel like even with this movie not having any answers, this movie's phenomenal. It's great. Like, you know, it it's a creep it's it's a creepy film and it does horror more than like most horror shows try to do and most horror movies. Horror, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's creepy. It's a thriller. It's it's a creepy thing. The silence is like Brian said, it's it just gives you that eerie vibe. Everybody's so ugly and creepy. You're like, What's going on? You get you get emotional, you get sick in the middle of this and it's like you know, it feels so real, which I think is why you had a hard time with it, Brian. Because like, it just it feels like a real movie, and when it does that, it just it hits closer to home. For me, this movie is like almost perfect, even with that ending that's mm-hmm. open ended. I don't think that's a bad thing. It, it's still you can talk about it, and it's fun to talk about it. I don't think it needed, and I don't think there's many plot holes like you said. Even with that, I think they were kind of explained if you. Think about how he laid it out with the bullshit thing she's seen. Maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. That's how I'll portray it for now. But if you want to call it lazy, that's fine. But for me, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. I like okay. it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I feel like the art is really good. Like, I just really love, like, 90s and 80s. Like, I just, like, I love the style. I love the directing, the composition. I love all of that. Um. Ah oh, fuck, bro. I feel like I got to give it a little bit lower because 
Like, I feel like the evidence for me was, like, Rumi was just, like, really out of, like, left field for me. Okay. Fair and, enough. Um, that's how you portray it. That's how you portray it. You know, I don't know. I can't argue with that. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. So, I just feel like Rumi, I feel like, I, like, I wish there, like, like, there was more hints or, like, whatever. Because I feel like a lot of it, it felt like Mima. It was, like, all in Mima, you know? Like, uh, like I feel like it would have, like, been like more like an entirely like rap like situation where like you know it was Mima like I don't know just like she was like like losing like her mental health and shit like that but I mean I don't know like because I still I really like the film a lot but um I don't know I just feel like Rumi was just like a really big twist and like I feel like I gotta give it like a 7 out of 10 whoa lower than I thought that hurts I feel no I really liked it I just feel like I feel like eight and nine and ten. Like I feel like I'm a, like I'd be like super ecstatic to like watch it again. But I feel like I kind of don't want to watch it again. Like it was really really good. Yeah. And like I feel like it's definitely not average. I think it's definitely above average. And I think you know like I think maybe like yeah. I feel like if it was like less rape scene, I'd probably like like be willing to watch it more. But um. I feel like I'm more comfortable like a 7 out of 10. But it's really good. And I think it is like above average film for yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Well, I will tell you that this is Toshi Kone's darkest film. After this movie he made, everything else is not nearly as dark. Like Paprika and uh, Millennium Actress and Tokyo Godfathers. They're actually all very wholesome shows. So maybe, yeah, oh, really? well, mainly Tokyo Godfathers, very much a wholesome show. And... Even paprika? I wouldn't. Not, okay, not wholesome, but it doesn't. It's not like this one. There's no. There's no rape. There's oh no really? Rape, and it's just Inception. Well, paprika. I mean, yeah, paprika just gave me like really weird, like kind of like hello, like like fucking with your mind type shit. That's why I thought it was gonna be more scary. Well, that's that's why I thought it was like be scary, but yeah. uh, maybe Perfect Blue is like the scariest. No, one it of definitely them. is. Who there's knows? not one that's close to this one. It's touching cones folder just yet. Well, not not just yet. I mean all he has so all right well yeah, yeah. i mean seven out of ten is that's an i'll allow it i guess yeah 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 but like i don't so like with, but, with this director would you give him another shot then go for another movie hell yeah no i feel like it was directed pretty well and like okay i don't know i feel like maybe this is a movie where you need multiple time to ingest i mean i feel like monica Tari is like that where like yeah. i need to like when i gave it a when I gave um, the the one with the sisters, whatever, I think I gave that one like a seven out of ten too, and then I switched it to ten out of ten after I watched <laughs> yeah, it. But that's true. So maybe this is like a movie that needs like like multiple screenings, so I can like really like solidify how I feel about okay, it. Yeah. But rape does trigger me, so I feel like I don't like watching it a lot, and so I probably won't watch it again, not for a while. Right. So who knows? I think I can definitely see it scoring higher because a lot like it's really there. Like I feel like. I feel like a lot of the the way they do is like really masterful, but okay. I don't know. Just for me personally, it didn't like hit like I didn't enjoy it as much. That's you know? fine. Yeah, I understand. Well, I mean, with but, that, I think we're gonna end it there, my man. You wanna take us out? Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to another anime. I mean, what the fuck? To another <laughs> wonderful episode of the Anime Fridge. Um. What would be a related title? Oh, um, 
We haven't reviewed Akira, Serious right? Serious Lane is definitely, like, I, I mentioned it earlier, easily is like the same vibes. But Akira, yeah. What's like a 90? Oh, maybe, maybe fucking watch our first review, fucking uh, uh, Red Line, you know, Madhouse, kind of older-ish, you know? Uh, no. What would be like a similar similar review? Maybe a fucking fi- Grave of the Fireflies? Did we review no, that? No, you don't want to watch it. You're a bitch. Or do we just talk about it and have fucking, un- like... <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's kind of related to this because like it's so unrelenting, and I feel like Perfect Blue is like kind of really unrelenting either. Like there's no like breaks like in tone or whatever, you know. Like it just slowly gets darker and darker and darker. Maybe, but the thing about Gave Me the Fireflies, like everything about that movie is essentially made so you focus on everything around them, not them. Like this movie is about her, yeah, more like her. But that's true. Gave Me the Fireflies is complete opposite. That's why they they made they animated the kids kind of. You know, with a basic art style, as as he said himself, and everything is just about everybody is happening. Anything else, more like if you watch *Give the Fireflies*, watch *Barefoot Again*. That's pretty much the same movie, after but horrible to uh, after war effects. But damn, well, maybe maybe check out *Agretzko* because you know, fucking. Pop see, okay, you mean you mean our review but, will be done? Okay, my bad. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, what would be similar to like, um. To this show, I don't think it is. I don't think we view much from the eighties and nineties like maybe movies. show again Roku. Maybe I'm I'm trying, maybe. but other than that, no, I don't think we've done anything like this before. Yeah, because we haven't done Akira yeah. either, and so because Akira would be kind of it, like, yes. not similar, but it's something I'd plug in. It'd be something I plug in. But aside from that, uh, <laughs> yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Anime Fridge, email us at Anime Fridge at gmail.com if you have a free Funimation account that uh well not free <laughs> but if you have an account that you're willing to share for me and Arthur I mean come on like make it easier for us if Funimation sponsors so, us man we'll, we will gladly sell out exactly that I feel like that's the point where we make it when uh <laughs> when we get like Verb and Country Rolls and fucking Funimation accounts for that'd free that'd be epic that'll be the life but fuck uh, yeah, I'm Brian, and he's my senpai Arturo Chan, and uh, fucking bye bye guys. <laughs>